Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Everybody, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, and this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. God is pouring out His Spirit. Certainly glad to be part of that, and I would want you to be part of that too. You know, we've got uh, 
bunch of people texting me already, and I'll, but I'll just let me tell you what, what's going on. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. We broadcast live on KDIX radio here in Dickinson, North Dakota, every Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time to 9.06. And we are also picked up by KDIX's website and also Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 and also later on they're, they're on their website, Holy Ghost Radio, under their podcast. So most of them are recorded, just the really good shows I don't record. So anyway... <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I should record any of them because people might hold them against me. I don't know. But I got all kinds of people texting me, which you can do tonight, 701-290-7862. We've got, um, let's see, we've got the Farrens listening tonight in Missouri. We've um, We've got Brother Jones listening tonight in Minneapolis. The Blackshears are listening tonight in Indiana, and we've got um, uh, Lori and Becky. Lesson, oh, Becky's listening tonight, not Lori and Becky. Becky and her family, Stoners. We've got uh, Marin and Yvonne listening. The, the Stoners are on some way on their way back from South Dakota. We've got Marin and Yvonne listening and Bowman tonight. We've got uh, Nathaniel Burling listening up somewhere in the northeast corner of North Dakota. Uh, Brother Fuller listening up by Lake Garrison, Garrison, or Lake Sakakawea, Brother Griffith, all the way in Great Falls listening tonight. The Millers uh, listening in Gulva, and they stayed at my house on Saturday night, Bill and Chrissy and Kevin. The Sharts are listening out in Fargo. And here again, you can text me, 701-290-7862. If you're listening from another part of the country, the Mayor of Leffer's listening. Good deal. Uh, we've got... We've got some people listening in in Belfield. Connus is listening. Um, you know what? I always spell her name with a C, but it's a K. I get that now. Uh, Brother Johnson listening in St. Paul, Minnesota today. And we've got, let's see, boy, they just keep coming in. Tim listening in North Carolina. If you're listening uh, not in North Dakota, it was cold this morning. This morning, in Dickinson, it was just the air temperature was minus 28 below. And uh, several people in our church, their cars didn't start this morning, but they, they got rides with others to get to church. And um, and I, I've got the best get-to-church story of all. Uh, occasionally, you guys know Abe is on this program. He plays his guitar. He used to be the the uh, sound design guy, sound engineer here on the Tell It Like It Is program until he got married. Well, he... This morning, he lives out in the middle of the Badlands, he and his wife, and his cars wouldn't start. They don't have a landline and, and no cell phone service where they live. And out there in the Badlands this morning, their temperature read minus 38 degrees air temperature. And so Abe got bundled up, walked three miles to a house that had a phone so that they could find a ride to get to church this morning. And I think that's the record. I think that's the record for Dickinson this morning. Walked, is that right, three miles, minus 38 degrees? And he walked there and uh, so that they could get to church. And some of you won't even go across town to get to church. Some of you are, um, you know, too busy to go to church. i got to get off the subject. But anyway, the the uh, so congratulations to Abe. He didn't do that, so I would tell you that on the 
on the radio, but minus 38 degrees out there this morning. That's cold. That's even cold for Alaska. That's cold for anywhere. And that's not wind chill. That's just the air temperature. And he walked three miles to get to church. Well, the Tell It Like It Is show is sponsored by the New Life Pentecostal Church, and that is located at 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. We are right on Interstate 94, beautiful building. We'll seat 500 people. We'd love to have you come. We still have room. Um, we uh, had a great service today, and we had some new visitors there again today, even with the terrible extreme temperatures. Uh, Zach and Leah just texted me from Fargo listening with their children. Good to have them. These are good friends of ours. We've got, um, yeah, this is neat. Man, I've got a lot of people listening tonight. You and many of you in North Dakota, this is cold here. But we've, we, uh, we want to invite you to our next service Wednesday night at 730. That's 501 Elks Drive. We have a church in, in Beach. They have a Tuesday night service at 730. That's at the Beach Community Center. That's 60 miles west of Dickinson. We have a church in Bowman, which is, uh, we have some people from that church listening tonight. That's 70, like 78 miles to the southwest of Dickinson, and they have church on Thursday nights at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 10.30. And so, and then our Dickinson church, our Sunday service, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on Sundays, and 11 a.m. is our worship service. So I'll probably say that again throughout the program. Well, I did bring my, my guitar in the studio, and um, I don't know if I'll get to that or not. I, I'm going to speak about uh, the same thing that, I spoke about in our church service today, and I'm, I'm gearing this to people that if you can't get along with other people, um, if you're always damaging your relationships, if you have trouble with relationships, if you are always in the middle of drama with relationships, if you're always hurt and angry, you get your feelings hurt all the time, or if you know somebody that does. And if you know somebody that does, quickly call them and, and tell them, you need to tune in to the Tell It Like It Is radio show tonight because I'm going to talk about why people are so miserable tonight. So I'm going to give you some time to call them, and they can listen tonight here on 1230 a.m. right here in Dickinson. That's the 1230 on the a.m. dial. They can listen on KDIX.net or Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. While you're doing that, I'm just going to play a little bit of this song. As the devil's right hand Cussed like a sailor Always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy Truck at his eyes Scared the congregation One Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar And they heard Billy say Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle Of the Gulf of Mexico Hit it out the door 
everybody followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds while we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did, it was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water and he said it again Take me to the river, wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Don't you love that song? That's by the Dunaways. He's just apostolic people, and I know that's Timothy Spell singing the lead on that. So let me turn your attention tonight to Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. Here again, this program is for people that are unbalanced, people that are, they're going to, I'm going to, you're going to think I'm playing psychiatrist tonight, but just give me a chance. Don't turn me off. Just listen to me because I'm going to get to the good part. But this is for people that are emotionally unstable, unbalanced, angry all the time, trouble with relationships, getting their feelings hurt constantly. Uh, you're in a church full of people, and you're you're the one that's always mad. This is for you you tonight, and I hope you called somebody and invited a, to them to listen to the program. Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof, And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, very angry, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him, killed him. Now, here again, hang in there with me. Don't hang up on me. But each of us have basic psychological needs that have to be met if we're going to enjoy emotional balance in our life. When we feel accepted... When we feel validated, our emotions show it through our stability and our well-being. You know, uh, anger, disappointment, anxiety, depression, they're the marks of somebody who does not feel accepted or validated. 
You know, um, and feeling unaccepted by others can breed an unhealthy dependency. And this dependency that I'm talking about is it allows our inner thoughts and emotions to be dictated by external circumstances and the way other people treat us. And so we become dependent upon uh, the way other people treat us. Like we're looking for acceptance, we're looking to be validated, we're looking for love so hard that now our psychological well-being is made up by how others treat us. Now, this is I'm excited about some of the stuff that I'm going to tell you today because uh, this is not going where you may, may think it's going right now. But when you're a baby and you come into this world, you're screaming, you know, you're you're crying for attention. Uh, you can't take care of yourself, and you have to count on other people's to people to take care of you. You when you're a baby and even a toddler, you have complete dependence on other people. You, you can't survive when you're two years old. Other people have got to help you. But is it healthy to continue with this kind of dependence and acceptance from others as you get older? And tonight I'm going to tell you if your emotional de- dependency and happiness depends on others and how they treat you, that is a very dangerous position to be in. Well, why is it dangerous? Why, why, why would you think I would say it's dangerous? Because becoming too dependent on the affirmation of others is dangerous because, number one, first of all, we may misunderstand the affirmation of others. Like, they may be trying to be our friends, they might be trying to love us, and you, you can be so far gone in this area that you think everybody's against you, even the people that love you. Even the people that are trying to help you. You know, it's kind of like, you know, getting mad at your parents when they give you a spanking because you think they hate you. (laughs) When the truth is, you ran out in the street and they're going to give you a spanking because they don't want you to do that anymore. But if you have the wrong attitude, even the people that are trying to help you become your enemies. Number two, if you become a reactor that reacts to the way that people treat you or the way you perceive they're treating you, you're going to be prone to hurt, to anger, to depression, to withdrawing yourself. Um, You're going to be prone to be uh, a person that can't have good relationships. You know, that's why I started out the program. You know, if you're you're a a person that has trouble... uh, with um, relationships, if you can't really keep good friendships, if you can't attend a church without being mad at everybody. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Are you the only one like that there? Or one of the few people like that there? How come other people can get along with everybody, but you can't? Do you think they're picking on you? Do you think they're singling you out? You know, um, you know this. if you're always hurt, if you're always angry, if people in, in your church... Or in your job or in your marriage, if they're constantly hurting your feelings, could it be you? See, people that are too dependent on the affirmation and the the um, um, validation of other people, 
It's dangerous because you become a reactor. You react to the way, like, other people can make you have a bad day. And that's unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. And then thirdly, is it fair for us to to demand of other people this? You know, it's your job to make me happy. You know, hey, Pastor Bob, you know, you're the pastor. It's your job to make me happy. Is it fair for me to think it's my wife's job for her to make me happy? Is that fair to her? Is it fair to anyone? Can anyone make you happy? Well, I'm going to say tonight, no, they can't. You know, and and if you don't get a hold of what I'm speaking about here today, you'll go through jobs, you'll go through relationships, you might even go through marriages. Because there's nobody, there's nobody that it's not reasonable to look at somebody else in this life and say, it's your job to make me happy. And this is where I'm going with this tonight. Brother Burling's listening to me in Wishick. Am I doing all right, Brother Burling? These are some good friends of mine in Wishick. Um, the, uh, in fact, some other people. I've got a lot of people texting me tonight. You know, the Vallejos are listening to me in Texas. You, do you know, Isaiah, I pray for you and your wife and your boys still every single day. You, you uh, moved away to warmer climates, but we didn't forget about you. Um, but here's the problem, folks is not only do we think in America that it's other people's jobs to make us happy, but we start to think it's even God's job to make us happy. That's that's dangerous. It's not God's job to make you happy. We are his servants. He is not our servant. It is not his job to make us happy it's our job to please him you say well i'm already not liking this program pastor bob well i haven't even got to the good part which i will get to but today i'm telling you that you may be living under unrealistic expectations and that's why you're miserable I'm going to cut off to a song, but before I do, I want to just give you a hint of where I'm going with this. I'm, I propose to you today that being accepted by God, being accepted by God and not other people, is the answer to our emotional, spiritual, and even our eternal well-being. Being accepted by God. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Text me tonight, 701 290 Six two. We're going to listen to a little bit of the evangelist Bill Farron and his seat. Up and made me whole. Turn my dark. 
off that Bill Farron song, and we are might even play the rest of it here later. Uh, getting a lot of text tonight, and um, I think I'm, I think I'm, like my good friend Brother Jones said, I've only got one nerve left, and you're standing on it, maybe. I mean, I think I'm hitting a nerve tonight, but it's good that people are listening and excited about the program. What I'm talking about tonight is that all of us are born with the desire for acceptance, to be validated, and to be loved. And I propose to you, I just said this before we cut off to the song, that it's being accepted by God that we really need, and it's, that it, and it's not others. And being accepted by God is the answer to our emotional, spiritual, and eternal well-being. And here is a point that I don't want you to miss in this broadcast. How can we be accepted by God? Now, some people believe that we are accepted by God just because we're humans. We were born into this world. That's not what the Bible says. That's what a lot of religions say. You know, you're accepted just the way you are. You don't need to change. Uh, God loves you just the way you are, and so on. I know this is going to be a little hard for some of you, but that's not true. To be accepted by God, we find in this verses in Genesis chapter 4, when Cain made an offering that was not accepted by God for some reason, God told Cain, I'll give you another chance, and he said this to him. Well, first of all, when Cain was not, his offering wasn't accepted by God, he was upset. And his face showed it. And the Lord asked him, Cain, why are you upset? And why is your face looking like that? He said, don't you know that if you do well, I'll accept you. But if you don't do well, that sin lieth at the door. The next thing we read is Cain kills his brother Abel. Now let me tell you what's going on here. 
Cain is not met getting his basic needs met. And because he's not getting his basic need met, he kills his brother. He's angry at his brother, Cain is, because his needs aren't being met. And God told Cain how to get his needs met, but Cain wouldn't do it. You see, our religious world, and I, I mean, I, I just want to blast this. I wished everybody in the world was listening to me right now. That's kind of a vain thing to think, but I wished it was true. Because this little radio show tonight, I'm telling you that God wants to accept you. God wants to validate you. And he's telling you how he will do it, and that's if you do what's right. He told Cain, if thou doest well, I will accept you. Let's try it again, Cain. Let's start over again, Cain. You didn't do it right the first time, Cain. Let's do it right the next time. He wants to accept you, but you've got to turn around. And that's why I know I've said it for years. I'm going to say it again tonight. The Tell It Like It Is radio show is not about you feeling good about yourself. The Tell It Like It Is show is about you becoming good. And when you become good, you're going to start to feel good. When you become one of God's servants, he treats his servants pretty good. And you cannot begin to feel good about yourself until you, until you start to do what's good. There's no way around this. You know, this, there, see, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you had a perfect upbringing, a near perfect upbringing, or a terrible upbringing. It doesn't make any difference what scars you have in your life or what scars you don't have in your life. If you are looking for other people to validate you and to accept you and to love you, you're going to be really disappointed. And if you're going to let your emotions be predicated on that, you're going to be really a miserable person. But if you're going to let your emotions and feelings be predicated by God's love and God's acceptance and God's approval of you, you're going to be a very well-balanced person here in this life and eternally. But how can we get God's approval? How can we get God's acceptance? Well, the secret is in this verse, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 7. He told Cain, if thou doest well, aren't you going to be accepted? He asked Cain this question. It's like, like, Cain, you know the answer to this. You know, you know the answer to this, Cain. Like, what kind of parent, what kind of parent is there that just lets their children do whatever they want? Like, what kind of parent is there that doesn't give direction to their children? And what kind of child is there that doesn't feel good when they've done what their parents have asked them to do. See, that's why we've got so many frustrated children out there. Because children want the approval of their parents. Now, parents can say that, I love you. Parents can say, I unconditionally accept you. They can say that. But children know better than that. Children know that their parents love them. But children also know when their parents don't like them. And they don't like what they're doing. 
Children that live to please their parents are happy children. And people that live to please God are happy people because they please God and they get their needs met. And the need they have is to be accepted and validated by God. You know, this, this, um, this is, you know, and it, it's our choice to, to either be driven by others' feelings towards us, whether it's perceived or real, or by my own commitment to the Lord and the resulting confidence that comes with that. And, and here, again, folks, how fair is this for you to run around all your life expecting other people to validate you? I, I promise you this is why most marriages fail. This is why most people go from job to job to job. They don't feel appreciated. They don't feel uh, like anybody notices what they're doing. And they quit. Uh, let me let me tell you this: that my pastor, Pastor Walters, uh, was a, had a lot of um, spiritual horse sense, common sense, uh, biblical sense. And he told me this. He's I heard him say it from the pulpit. He told me this in private. Uh, I'm not going to say dozens of times, times, but several times. <clears throat> he said, "When I grew up in the generation I grew up in, the area I grew up in." When I did a good job, I didn't really get a lot of affirmation. So when I grew up, if I knew I did a good job, that was good enough. Like whether my parents said, good job, Dave, or a teacher said, good job, Dave, or a pastor said, good job, Dave. Pastor Walters said, if I did a good job, I knew it was a good job, and I felt good about it and about myself. And he told me, he said, uh, Brother Simons or Pastor Bob, he said, this generation, he said, I, I feel like, he told me, I feel like sometimes as a pastor I'm not, I'm failing because I don't give people enough affirmation. He said, I'm trying to learn to. But he said, is that really what we're supposed to be doing? Like if you shovel the church sidewalk and the pastor doesn't, Tell everybody who shoveled the church sidewalk is are you mad? Like if if you if you help out at the church potluck and nobody seems to appreciate you, are you upset? Are you going to quit? If you're a pastor and people uh, instead of uh, saying amen while you're preaching, uh, some of them fall asleep and maybe some of them call you later and say I didn't agree with that and and some of them got got mad at you and and some of them are you know. So are you going to quit being a pastor? You see, my pastor was on to something here. Now, there's nothing wrong with giving people compliments, and there's nothing wrong with positive affirmation. Of course not. And I think good parenting and good pastoring and and even a good boss, a a good marriage, I, I think that's good you know, to compliment people when they do a good job. I'm not telling you not to. But if you're going to let your feelings and emotions be predicated on that, you are setting yourself up for for emotional instability. Let me tell you this. Um, there's coming a day for those that serve God that the Lord's going to say to them, 
Well done, my good and faithful servant. What else do you really need? What else do I really need? To know that God felt like I did a good job. To know that, that, uh, that, that God, like, w- whether anybody else ever notices you and what you do for God. You see, I'm talking, I, I hope that this is making sense to you. I, uh, uh, you know, I've got people still texting me here, but I, I'm, I'm telling you that, that so many people in our society, their emotional stability is based on other people. Like, like if, if they feel validated and accepted and affirmed by other people, they have a good day. If they don't feel that way, they have a terrible day. But I'm telling you, if you live your life to please God, you will be affirmed, validated by God. And when that happens, there's a confidence that happens that doesn't matter what else happens. When you look in the book of Daniel, and you see how Daniel sometimes and his friends were the only ones that were standing up to this evil king, for instance. And you think, that's pretty scary. And it was pretty scary. They threw Daniel in a den full of lions because he wouldn't do what the king said. But you see, why was Daniel so courageous? Why was Daniel so uh, confident? Why, Why did Daniel walk with so much power and authority? Because... He was being validated by God himself. Daniel was serving God. And because of that, he had a special place with God. There's no way around this. You, these religious people on the television or maybe even your own pastor, you know, in some of these churches, you know, that, you know, God loves you just the way you are. God accepts you just the way you are. Nobody's perfect, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you that that God wants you to do what's right. And when you do what's right, he's going to honor that. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Jesus was talking about a group of religious people, the Pharisees, back in John 12, 43. It says this, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And if that's you, not only might you be eternally lost, but you're going to be miserable in this life. Because that makes you a man-pleaser. That means that you have to be validated. You have to find people to validate you. Let me finish that Bill Farron song. I'm going to read some texts here. This is called Try a Little Harder by Bill Farron. Day. 
us Sometimes I get confused Because the things I sometimes do Are just not right The good I want to do I don't The wrong I end up doing And it seems that there is just no end You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. I said I was going to play the rest of that song. I started it over. Well, it's a good song. Try a Little Harder by Bill Farron on his CD that's excellent, by the way. It's called The Captain by Bill Farron. We're talking about, somebody texts me and says, this is good stuff, Pastor Bob. I, I, I Maybe I need a little affirmation tonight. <laughs> no, you know what? It's good stuff whether you affirm me or not because it's true. You know, the, there is the proverbial God-sized hole in all of us, which only God can fill. And when you start running around this world looking for other people to make you happy, to make you affirmed, to, to accept you, to validate you, you become a re- reactor, and you are going to be prone to hurt and prone to anger. When somebody disrespects you, you'll get angry and lash out. Because they disrespected you. But you see, why would you let somebody change you? Their reaction to you, why? And sometimes it's not, they didn't, you just think they disrespected you. They didn't even disrespect you. So doing well is how, is, is how we become accepted by God. Like, in other words, you say, are you saying you got to work your way to heaven, Pastor Bob? No, I'm not saying that. But because Jesus died on the cross for us, he's called us to repentance. And when we re- repent, that not, doesn't just mean that you say words of sorrow to God. It doesn't just mean that you cry tears of sorrow because of your life. It does not just mean that you pray a sinner's prayer. But real repentance means you turn around and surrender. And you're living a different way. And when you do that, you begin to feel the affirmation of God. And there's nothing else in this world like this. You know, um, well, somebody texted me and said, good job, Pastor Bob. Good stuff. Okay, good. I feel affirmed now. <laughs> and I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Here, let me give you some examples here. You know, I'm, I'm going to run out of time before I run out of things to say, but um, doing well has to do with finding out what God wants us to do and then doing it. Like people say, if you ask the 
the normal person say, "Would you do you want to live a life that's pleasing to God?" And most people would say yes. But then if you ask them, "Well, what's what pleases God?" Many people don't know. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that pleases God is righteousness, honesty, holiness. Those are things that please God. Um, and I could talk about that. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but that's certainly what pleases God. Another thing that pleases God is is to get along with other people and to treat other people right. That pleases God when you treat other people right. Like, for instance, instance gossiping does not please God. Uh, it's something I'm working on. I'm trying not to say bad things about people. I really, I've, I've got good examples in my life. I've known people that they just never say anything bad. There's a man in our church named Kyle. I don't know if I've ever heard him say anything bad about anybody. And uh, I don't even know if he knows that, but he's he just doesn't say anything bad. He, like, he, he just won't. You know, I've been on the butt end of gossip many times. I don't like it. But you see, treating other people right is one of the ways we please God. So let me give you a scenario. You're at work. The people you work with, or maybe one of the people you work with, is really hard to get along with. I mean, really hard. They're mean to you. They gossip about you. Um, they're, they're, uh, they, they make fun of you. They, they're demeaning. They, they're bossy. You know, you, you know they, they claim to know everything. You don't know anything. And so because of that, maybe you lash out in anger at them, or maybe you're angry on the inside, which is just about as bad, because that suppressed anger is not good. Or maybe you decide, I'm going to treat them the way God wants me to treat them. Like in Galatians 5, I'm going to start throwing the fruits of the Spirit at them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, you know, self-control. I'm going to start treating them the way God wants me to treat them. What if they never respond? What if they never treat you back right? So what good is it, Pastor Bob? Well, you treated them the way God wanted you to treat them. So if they don't validate you or affirm you or accept you, guess who is validating, affirming, and accepting you? God is. And that's all you need. When you treat people right that aren't treating you right, and you're thinking, what good does this do? It does all the good in the world. When all the scriptures in the New Testament that says we need to love one another, all those scriptures, they are not predicated on whether they love us or not. It's not predicated on whether they're good to us or not. I mean, you you open up 1 John, and I don't know how many times John says that we need to love each other. But it's a lot. And it has nothing to do with how others accept us or fulfill us. Nothing. But it has a lot to do with us pleasing God. And so, with this attitude in mind, and I'm not saying I'm the epitome of this by any stretch of the imagination, but when your ways begin to please God, the Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 7 that even your enemies will be at peace with you. 
Wow. Okay, so let's just say that uh, my wife's being a grouch, which she's not, but let's just say that. My wife's being a grouch. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a grouch back to her because if she's not validating me and she's she's making me mad. Is that what I should do? Not according to this radio show tonight. If my wife's a grouch, what I should do is I should treat her with love. I should treat her with respect. Because in doing so, I'm going to get God's backing. Because now I'm not doing it for people. I'm I'm not doing it for ammunition. I'm not doing it so I can be more right than she is. But I'm doing it because God's watching. When we begin to treat others the way that God wants us to treat them, rather than how we perceive that they should be treated based on if they are meeting our needs, then we're going to have favor with God. You know, Cain was not accepted by God because, and he got angry. Cain was not accepted by God and he got angry. Who did he get angry with? Well, he got angry with Abel. But why was he angry with Abel? Because his emotional needs were not being met and his emotional needs were not being met because he rejected God's favor by doing things that were against God. You look at King Saul in the Old Testament. Why did King Saul hate David so bad? I'll tell you why. King Saul was emotionally unstable because he was rejected by God. Why was King Saul rejected by God? Let me tell you. 1 Samuel 15, 23. Samuel told Saul this, Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he, God, hath also rejected thee from being king. So the reason Saul was rejected is because he rejected the word of the Lord. He wouldn't do what God said. So God rejected him from being king. Because he was rejected from being king, his emotional needs were not met. And he took it out on David and tried to kill David. Of course, it didn't work. I'm telling you, if you are angry and upset with other people all the time, and you can't get along with others, it's not them. It's you. It's your relationship with God that's damaged. We must get our act together with God. And when we do, there's power, there's authority, there's confidence. These things come to our life. Everything starts to become right when we're right with God, no matter what anybody else does. You can't, a a, a person that's right with God is in good standing with God. You cannot make them do anything. You can't make them be angry. You can't make them be Um, depressed, you can't make them be anxious, you can't make them be anything. And what's going on, folks, is we've got a bunch of people that were born as a baby, the doctor slapped your rear end and you started crying for your mama, and you've never grown out of it. 
and you're still crying for your mama. You're still looking at other people. You know, if I could have, you know, the reason, you know, like single people, I could be happy if I got married, they say. And then there are married people that say, I could be happy if I was single. <laughs> well, what am I saying? I'm telling you, it's the happy maker is is broken. And it doesn't matter whether they're married or single. Two incomplete people don't make a complete person. If you get married thinking that somebody's going to fix you or make you happy, that is so unfair to that person. I tell people all the time, don't get married by a golden retriever instead of getting married. There's a better chance a golden retriever could make you happy than another person. It is so unfair. It would be so unfair for me to think that if I was unhappy that it was my wife's fault. That would That is unfair. But that's the reason many times that people are getting divorced and remarried and divorced and remarried. And, of course, nowadays they don't even get remarried. They just live with people. And after they live with people for a while, they say, they're not making me happy. I'm not fulfilled. Oh, Pastor Bob, I came to your church, but I'm not, you know what, I'm not being fulfilled there. So I'll have to try a different church. And then I'll watch them go to ten other churches. You'll never be fulfilled because there's something wrong with you. Your relationship with God is messed up. You know, this... Um, you know, let me let me just kind of say this because before I run out of time completely, but what's so interesting to me about God is he knows that the only way we can be fulfilled is by serving him and the confidence that comes to us when we when we're right with him. He knows that. So, he's offered to give us his spirit to help us do that. Like this isn't the Old Testament where Cain is just, you know, this man without God's spirit and and God says, if you do well, you know, I'll accept you. But this is the New Testament, where God says, I'm asking you to do well, and I'm going to give you my spirit to give you the power to do well. You know, this, this um, Jesus said it like this, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He has offered to give us power. To live in such a way that he will accept us. And here again, you religious people out there, I mean, I already know that some of you, probably they've already shut me off or they're just just hopping mad. Pastor Bob, you're saying that God accepting me is predicated on how I behave? Yes, it is. I mean, it's all through the Bible. That's what repentance means. That's what means that's what turning away from sin means. You you were walking one direction doing evil, now you've turned around and you're doing good. And now God's favor is on you. Is resting on you. You're you're living a holy life. You're finding out what God wants and that's what you're doing. And because of that there's a confidence that begins to grow. Because now we know we're pleasing God. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? And people misquote that or misthink that. They think, see, nobody can be against me. Read it again. If God be for us. In other words, there's something. We're not talking about getting to heaven by good works. I'm telling you 
that you have got to put your best foot forward and you've got to give God your will and you've got to give God your effort. This I told the story this morning about Abe walked three miles in minus 38 weather, minus not wind chill, 38 degrees below zero. He walked three miles to his dad's place because his cars wouldn't start. They have no landline out there, and there's no cell phone that gets out there. 38 below, because he wanted to go to church. Why did he want to go to church? Why why wasn't he like most people? Because Abe wanted to please God. And so he, he said when he got to his dad's house, his eyes were frozen shut just about. 38 below. Now, you can call that foolish, but it wasn't a blizzard, and he wasn't, you know, don't walk out in a blizzard. You know, I mean, I, I know all that. It was not a blizzard. It was sunny. wasn't windy. And, and yeah, he's my grandson. Sure, I'm bragging about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I love my grandkids. You know, does that make you throw up or want to throw up? But anyway, um, but what I'm telling you is that brings God's favor which brings emotional well-being. Acts 1 and 8, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and so on. This power that God gives us is power to please Him. That's what it's for. You know, um, I've got some good stuff being texted to me. Uh Brother Blackshear said, someone who keeps one upset holds his or her joy in his or her pocket. I don't someone else, someone else possessing and controlling my joy. <laughs> and that's very true. Brother, um, let's see who, who we got here. Brother uh, Johnson says, you're taking away people's excuses. Oh, no. Um, Brother Bill said, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Well, that does fit in there good. Brother Griffiths, First Samuel fifteen twenty two, uh, to obey is better than sacrifice, and hearing, and and to hearken than the fat of rams. Very good, you know. Um, Brother Jones said Paul says to cast down imaginations. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. He's the only one, and. Um, and if it's well with your soul, you'll be a well-balanced person. If it's not well with your soul, I mean, you know, I grew up in the, I mean, I, I didn't grow up knowing this Acts 238 message, for instance. I grew up listening to what I consider evil music. You know, Led Zeppelin and just, you know, Black Sabbath. And Do you know that a lot of those people died of drug overdoses? Some of suicide. They had everything. Money, uh, fame, the acceptance of others, the affirmation of others, the worship of others just about. But it never filled the God-sized hole in their heart. And they were empty. They say Elvis Presley, who is certainly one of the most famous people of the uh, 60s, he was so miserable at the time of his death. Because only Jesus can satisfy your soul. You can come and 
visit us this week, Tuesday, 7.30 in Beach at the Community Center. We are, we've got a new building in Beach. We've got to remodel it into a church. They're starting on that. That's exciting. Wednesday, 7.30 in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive. Thursday in Bowman, right on Main Street at 7.30, and also 10.30 on Sunday mornings. In Dickinson, our Sunday service is 10 a.m. Sunday school, and 11 a.m. is our worship service this Sunday. I think Pastor Bob is preaching this coming Sunday, and this Wednesday, too. We've got um, a special speaker coming in uh, starting the 24th of, of February, Mark Brown. He'll be preaching Wednesday night in Dickinson on the 24th, Thursday in Bowman. Friday night, there's a youth banquet. And then Saturday at noon, we're trying to get all the churches in the state that can to come together. And we're going to have a a great rally at noon on that. What would that be? The 27th of February. Glad you were listening tonight. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would just touch those that are listening. I pray, God, that you would... Help us to realize, Lord, that only you can satisfy our soul. And if we're expecting others to do this, God, this is so unfair, and it's not going to work. God, I just pray that you help us to get right with you and have the right relationship with you. Repent of our sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and be filled with your Spirit. We just pray in Jesus' name. Lord willing, I'll be back next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, until we're done here, listen to this Bill Friend. To try again would just be one more bitter cup. So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way, my dreams seem shattered and I've blown another day. My only hope is in the one who died for me. Teach me, Lord, to be the man I'm supposed to be. Change me, Lord. I've got a long way to go to be like my Lord To stay the same is one thing I cannot afford My wife and family need someone who will leave I've got to die so you can live in me And so I plead That when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way My dreams seem shattered cause I've blown another day My only hope is in the one who died for me Teach me, Lord, to die And be the man I'm supposed to be Fails your faithful when I fail to please And when the pressure's great it drives me to my knees Into that secret place where you can transform me 
into the image of the man I'm supposed to be. So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way, my tongue has shattered lives and I've wasted yet another day. My only hope is in the one who died for me. Transform me, Jesus, into the man I'm supposed to be. Change me, change me, Lord. The race is not won by the ones who choose to bend, but by the ones who will endure. Until the end, Jesus, you are the one I hope my family sees as they look to me to see the man I'm supposed to be. When the darkness sets in and I've lost my way, my dreams seem shattered 'cause I blow another day. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio too. You can produce your program, or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app, or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.